This is Stephen Adams. And this is Kevin Durant. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> you Kevin Durant, mate? <laughs> Good to see you, mate. Different complexion. Okay, let's go <laughs> So, this is Stephen Adams. And this is Anis Cantor. You're listening to the Down to Earth... Down to Dunk podcast. What? Down to, down to Dunk. Down to Dunk. I'll down say that. Dunk. Introduce yourself, mate. Here's Stephen Adams, and I'm Anis Cantor, and you're listening to Down to Dunk podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schleck. This is episode three, seven, five. It's a fry pod, but we're doing it remote because I'm in Florida. Woo! With me. Wow. Jam- that, that, um, the numbering of the podcast was, wasn't the same, man. Luke, rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Luke. Peace, Luke. Uh, I got Jay and Taylor with me on the Skype line. Yeah. How, how are you guys doing? Yeah. Man, I'm great. It's a little easier doing a podcast at nine o'clock on Thursday night than it is at six a.m. on the Friday. Yeah, man, totally awake. Somehow I'm actually juices. more tired. <laughs> really, dude? I'm, I'm juiced up, ready to talk about this. Ready to talk about what? I'm ready to talk about Zaza Pachulia having a ten offensive rating last night in a hundred and twenty defensive rating. Wow, dude, he was so cool. and they were everybody was yelling at him. It was incredible. Yeah, he played he played 13 minutes and had an offensive rating of 10. That seems almost more impossible than LeBron, than LeBron James going plus 7. That's amazing. So, so in case you've missed out on the playoffs because you've chosen to watch softball, which was enjoyable, or hockey, which has also been way more enjoyable, uh, last night, Game 3 in Cleveland was by far the best chance Cleveland had. They played really well. I mean, really gave everything they could for – uh, most of that game and the Warriors into the game on 11 0 run to win the game and go up 3 0. Kevin Durant had seven, the final seven point, the final seven or went on a 7 0 run by himself. And uh, pretty much the Cavs are done. And Andrew was right the whole time. The only reason Taylor has been paying attention to this game and really pulling for the Cavs is just to prove Andrew wrong. That's get- incorrect. Incorrect. Oh. <laughs> incorrect the only reason i do this is i watch the finals every year man i love the finals i love competition even if my team isn't in it i love it i love that lebron james has been in the finals every year for the past like two decades pretty much um and last night was actually a fun game you know the ending sucked the ending was really really depressing but as far as like the playoffs have gone this is the best golden state game that there's been to watch the whole time Sure, sure. I'm glad you. I'm glad you liked it. Did you even watch it? It was actually fun, you nerd. <laughs> That's the best. That's the most Andrew response ever. Sure. <laughs> oh my god. The most annoying part of it is like I I don't even have anything to argue with him on now. Like they're down three zero. Mm-hmm. The Cavs. Mm-hmm. They played the best game they could have played mm-hmm. last it, night. It didn't. And matter. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I hope you feel good about being right about this, man. I wish I was wrong. I don't want to be right. <laughs> you don't want to be right about this? You're crazy. Hey, hey, be on the lookout for our new shirts on draft night. The I wish I was wrong shirt. Taylor's going to be proudly wearing his, and yep. uh, you can get yours for $20. Taylor did say that he would wear a shirt that said, I wish I was wrong, <laughs> that had my face on it, if if they get swept. Hey, while we're at it, you know where we're going to get that shirt from. 
Where Oklahoma could it be? Shirt. Oklahoma Shirt Company. Oh. Incredible shirts. You know what they don't have? Minimums. You can order one shirt. So we may show up with four shirts, one shirt of shirts that say, I wish I was wrong with Andrew's face on it. You know what? You can do it. Oklahoma Shirt Company. Check it out. They, the thing about them is that they deal with high-quality shirts. Oh, they absolutely do. I, and I I have probably like five or six shirts that are just like super high-quality that I wear all the time to run in, to sleep in. Those are the kind of shirts that Oklahoma Shirt Company produces. So you're going to want to check out their merchandise. We're going to be doing down-to-dunk stuff. So come check it out. It out. So what else do you want to talk about with the finals? Anything else? Well, uh, you guys, we could piggyback on the conversation that Ham and I have. What do you guys think the Cavs should do this summer? Is there like is there a move that you think that they could make that would put them like into contention? Because like I, I honestly don't think there's a team that's like contending for a title except for the Golden State Warriors at this point. Do you think that there's something that the Cavs could do to put themselves like within reach? I don't even know. I don't even know their um, what's their cap situation look like. It's all jacked up because they've got three max players on it. Yeah, yeah and one of them being Tristan Thompson is a real. Well, they, yeah, and Tristan Thompson last night he, he in twenty three minutes he was a minus six, zero points, two blocks, two assists, three three rebounds. I mean he's been awful. That's the whole this is where we need Luke because the Kardashian curse is like so real, right? It is very real for this playoff run, at least. So right now they have they have Iman Shumpert is making almost ten million dollars this year. Mm-hmm. They have and he's still on contract for another year for ten next year and eleven as a player option. J.R. Smith's making almost thirteen this year. Yeah. I mean, their app situation is trash. They're one hundred twenty-five million for next year, just in guaranteed contracts. And, you know, like when you compare that with other teams, it's not that like when you have LeBron James, Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving, you're probably maxed out on your cap situation anyway. You know what I mean? Like other teams are are overpaying Tristan Thompson's too. And other teams are overpaying Iman Shumpert's too. Uh, But it's just it just sucks when it just happened to work out for one team, the Golden State Warriors. And I don't know if anyone else will have like the the impeccable timing and luck that they had to make that happen, you know? Yeah, that's absolutely true. Well, it's impossible. Yeah. It's actually impossible. (laughs) Like, I'm not, (laughs) like, I'm not joking. Like, I wish that wasn't just to say, I really do wish I was joking because it is, it's impossible. And the thing is that these guys like Shumpert's and Tristan Thompson's and even Kyrie Irving to an extent, like these guys don't look bad against normally good NBA teams, right? They look, the guys that are like average look awful against the Golden State Warriors because they have so much greatness on their teams, right? So like Tristan Thompson looks he's he's had an awful series, but he's a he's a good, useful basketball player. He he was one of the big reasons that the Cavs even won last year. Um so, was because of his versatility at, at the center position. So while you're talking about Tristan Thompson, let me just ask you a question. What's the market for a Tristan Thompson? You mean like a trade? Yeah. Like, what's the trade market for a guy like Tristan Thompson? I, oh boy, I have no idea. I mean, isn't, isn't he hard to move? He's not an easy guy to move because he, I mean, he's just basically a defensive big. He's not, 
he doesn't really do anything that's special on offense at all. He's making fifteen million. Like who wants who who needs a defensive center? Boston Celtics would be like a good place for him to land, right? But then what do you are the Celtics gonna make a trade with the Cavs to make for, them better? Probably not. Avery Bradley, I mean that would be the only thing, but why would Boston do that? Boston's that's, not that's, doing that. They have Tristan Thompson under contract until twenty twenty. Well, and the only reason he got that is is because it's LeBron James' team. Yeah, yeah. You have Kevin Love under contract till twenty nineteen. You have Kyrie. I mean, you know, like I, they are just stuck. I think because no, who who's gonna? What's the market for Jr. Smith? The Rockets gonna get him? Oh no, no one's touching Jr. Yeah, that you know, Jr. had a really good finals last year too, if I remember correctly. If they not did. finals, he had a really good playoffs. And like that's the thing, like the Cavs had these role players that could that came in and actually made a difference. Even Richard Jefferson in the finals, I remember, uh, had an effect on those games. And like now, it's like so the Warriors are basically if LeBron James, Kevin Love, and Kyrie Irving all had those contracts, or like we're all on this team, and then also they had James Harden. Like that's the Warriors. Well, it would you know? no, it would be like the Cavs adding Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, if the Cavs added Kawhi Leonard to just just putting the cherry on top, and that cherry's name is Kawhi Leonard, like that's yeah. what they did. It's ridiculous. I think uh, Tristan Thompson to the Minnesota Timberwolves will be super yeah. nice. You put Tristan yeah. Thompson next to Cat. That's super nice because he can defend the rim. You can have Towns kind of, and Towns likes to shoot the ball from deep too. Yeah. Um, I'm just tr- I'm just trying to figure out I'm just trying to figure out some of these guys that you know like I think Kevin Love is their best trade piece right like there's going to be some franchise that's looking for that centerpiece and and they're Kevin Love is the guy they can trade but I think you have to get enough back yeah for for a Kevin Love to to make that difference and I don't know you know like I don't know can you trade him to Charlotte and get Batum and I don't know. I don't know who else that MKG, right? Like, or something like that, Ugh. you know, but, but what else, who else can offer something that can really move the needle like that? Well, and that's what sucks is like Kevin love has been pro- has been the second best player on the Cavs for this final series. So far, those first three games, he's been mm-hmm. super good. And like his contract is not that bad. And no. that's what sucks is like, okay, so Kevin loves maybe your only good trade piece. Well, you just traded away your second best player. Now, whoever you get back, there's uh, it doesn't matter. You have no chance against the Warriors the next year. Like Kevin Love is like one of the pieces you have to have. You know what I mean? And then you also have to have a player that's at the level of Kevin Love and Kyrie as well. Mm-hmm. It just, it just, I don't. What do you do? You can't do anything. It's Paul George, right? Like that's the only way. Is if Paul George is like, hey, Larry Bird or, or Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I mean, I think it's Paul George. Yeah, and you just say, "Hey, I'm leaving. You got you got to trade me now. You can get Kevin Love, or I'm just gonna walk." And if you're Indiana, okay, yeah, we'd love to have Kevin Love. Would be great. Like that's a nice little recovery instead of getting nothing. Or I mean, some of the I mean, there there could be some pretty awful Paul George trades that could happen unless they're getting like a top one or two pick in this current draft or if they can get the unproductive uh nets pick like i'd rather have those than kevin love at this point but if you can get if you can't get those then getting kevin love in indiana would not 
be terrible. I think that you go ahead and re-sign Jeff Teague. So you have Miles Turner, Kevin Love. Uh, you probably are going to have to trade Thad Young at that point and, and see what else you can get and try to hit on your draft picks. But that's not a terrible place to be if you're Indiana. So I'm sitting here messing with the trade machine trying to figure out a way to get Kevin Love and LaMarcus Aldridge to switch teams. I don't think that moves the needle much for Cleveland at all. No, I don't think Cleveland does that. I don't think so either. I just try to think of guys that are trying to get moved. You know, like Mm -hmm. the rumor is the Spurs are going to try. You know, I don't know if it's a rumor actually that's validated, but a lot of people think the Spurs are going to try to get rid of uh, LaMarcus this offseason so they can make a run at Chris Paul. I don't know. I don't know what. You know, if the Spurs if the Spurs traded Kevin Love for LaMarcus Aldridge. They would be, they would be so happy about that. Yeah, they would. Spurs right. fans hate Lamarcus. Not, I'm not even talking about the Spurs organization. The Spurs fans do not like him. Yeah, that is the truth. Which is really weird. It's a weird thing. So, what about it moving Kevin Love for? And, and I think you and Ham talked about this on your podcast, but trading him for a uh, God, it's hard for you know uh, Wilson Chandler, Will Barton. You know, I don't know. A collection of guys from Denver. Yeah, I just don't think that that didn't move the needle. Needle like, has, has I, not been moved. I kind of agree. Like, okay, like, so now you're still the best best team in the East, and the Warriors still have those four guys. Yeah, yeah. You're screwed, screwed. You. And it's what's funny about it is like it's the same thing with the Thunder fans. Like, okay, so the, are, are the Cavs going to be upset because they have no – and, it, and it, I, I will say that it should be it should be a different evaluation for the Cavs, right? Like, the Cavs are the second best team in the NBA. Like, that's absolutely yeah. – they should go all in to try to beat the Warriors. Like, the Thunder should try to go all in to get to the Western Conference Finals. You know, like it's, it's a different thing to me. Maybe I'm wrong in thinking that, and I know some of our fans would be like, no – Better go all in, but there's a difference. There's a magnetism to LeBron right now that's not Russell Westbrook, and so there is a chance that some of these free agents, excuse me, not some of these free agents, but some of these potential all stars or big guys that want to get moved would actually choose to go to Cleveland because they know that that one or two guys could change that whole team, kind of thing. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm crazy in thinking that, but it's going to be hard for them to change their team. Like the stupid contracts, and I get it because they got them based on last year, you know, J.R. Smith was huge in that series. You're right, Taylor. Tristan Thompson was huge in that series too last year or as well last year. And uh, so you sign those guys for, for quite a bit of money. And, but now they're pieces where it's like, obviously they don't fit in any attempt to beat the Warriors here on out. You know, yeah. Richard yeah. Jefferson's under contract until 2019. That dude's 75 years old. Yeah, that's weird. And James Jones is still in the league, by the way. And getting paid. Yes. He's getting paid one and a half million dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, but the, the team has problems. I mean, they've got Darren Williams is their backup point guard. Darren Williams hasn't been good in six years. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. And not even as a backup point guard. He's been embarrassing in this series. Yeah, he hasn't made a, a field goal, right? I don't think he's made one shot he's taken this whole finals Finals are a different game, man. They, they just are. are. And one of the things I heard Zach I heard Zach Lowe mention is the fact that one of the things the Warriors did is they took away 
all of those peripheral pieces. Because the underrated thing about this team, really the underrated thing about this team, this Warriors team, is everybody underrates their defense. Like Ron Adams gets these guys to play really, really good defense. And as much as I despise Draymond Green, he's an incredible centerpiece on the defensive team. And they just give everybody problems. He's pretty good, man. He's pretty good, man. Hey, you know what else is really good? Are you ready to move on from this? Not talking about the finals? That is good. Yes, it's great to not talk about the finals. What else is great? Anthem Brewing Company. Oh, it is so good. They got a lot of things going on this weekend. Let's just see. Tonight, since you're not there, uh, you don't really care, but they're they're releasing their domestique or domestique release party. It's a... Just one of their special beers. It's a coffee vanilla variant and will be on top on tap for growler fills. Uh, Saturday, they got Cowtown Roots Revival, an all-day concert in the tap room. Two food vendors, no covering. The vendors will be Thunder Dogs and Sea Gypsy, which is an oyster company. Uh, they got merch collection going on by Men Apparel, uh, which we don't care about them. And uh, they got all sorts of stuff going on as part of what they are doing. And so if you haven't been to their tap room, go to their tap room. If you're in Oklahoma or Kansas and they may be in Texas or moving towards Texas, find them in your liquor stores, Anthem Brewing Company. You don't want to miss out on it. Golden One, Arjuna, Uruboro Stout. They have their IPA. It's just incredible. They have uh, a great pills, all sorts of tremendous beverages to have from our friends at Anthem Brewing Company. Go get you some. Go get you some. Come get you some. What is that from? What's that commercial? Uh, yeah, what is that from? Come get your soul. That's a radio commercial. Uh, let's Homeland. Talk- <laughs> Homeland. Yes, refresh is always best. Come get your soul. Yeah, like it we- doesn't make any sense with the jingle. <laughs> anyway, uh, we got some. Uh, we got some TQs for you guys. Our first TQ is from at D Tally Live. Uh, D Tally says ratings are up for the finals. But will the public appetite for super teams hit a wall at some point? What do you think, Taylor? No, I don't. I don't think it will. It, it, for I don't know. You know, did you guys watch LeBron's press conference today? Nope. I just or did watched, you see what he said? I just watched the cool waves roll in. That's all I watched. That's much better. So basically, what he talked about was someone asked, "Is it fair that Kevin Durant is on this Golden State Warriors team?" And he said. Was it fair for Deion Sanders to be on the Cowboys? Was it fair for the Yankees in the 90s to go get player after player after player? And basically his point was it's sports. Like if the rules allow it to happen, then like it's fair, you know? And and those teams are legendary. Those Yankees teams, I mean, everyone still talks about them. Everyone watched all that crap. Those Dallas teams, I didn't even know what football was back then, but I know people still talk about those Dallas teams, you know? And like, I don't know. I think people love dominance and people love hating it too. And so both are, I mean, any kind of press is good press, right? I guess. I don't know. I feel like this this just feels a lot different. It just feels a lot different because I don't know. But is that just because you're in it? I don't know. It could be. I just remember one thing that, that made like those heat teams a lot more, like kind of easy to swallow for really everybody was that they lost to the Mavs. Like they actually had like 
real trials and tribulations, right? Like, yeah, and the, yeah. and the next year they should have lost to the Spurs. Actually, the next year they beat the Thunder. The year after that, they should have lost to the Spurs. Right. Yeah, and they did lose to the Spurs. Yes. So like they were like a normally good NBA team that will look back and be like, man, that was a great NBA team. This team is just different. Like they're they're just different. If you're not a Warriors fan, you hate how they came together. You know, I think a lot of non-Warriors fans just hate this team. I mean, remember how hated LeBron was. And, like, LeBron has now become, like, a golden boy. And, like, why is that? Yeah. Because of this war, because of the Warriors, you know? I mean, it's, it, they're just different. They're just different. I mean, even Michael Jordan's teams, I know he never went seven games in the finals. But those Jazz teams were really good. And, like, mm-hmm. they challenged, they challenged those Bulls teams. I just don't I think people do like dominance, I agree with that. But I don't think do I don't I don't think that we've ever seen it on this kind of level. Who likes dominance like that? I think a lot of people liked like the early aughts Lakers. You know? Yeah. I think like you, Jay. Yeah, but man, this they is just... had they had one year where they were dominant. Right, right, and then, and then they almost lost to the Kings. They almost lost to the Trailblazers. Like sure. those were that was a real challenge. Like it, it just didn't feel the same. And so here's what I say. That's this what I'm what saying. I, That's what I'm saying. This is to me. This is different. You're right. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, though. So, so kind of one of the things that I've been thinking is, I think that one year they get a shot, like people are going to enjoy it or try to like, oh, it's fun. This is special. This is something you never experienced. Whatever. But what I, I also think is that if if the Cavs don't make a Paul George move, like if it's lining up to be the same thing going into next playoffs, the ratings will not be the same. Like I just don't think people will tune into another Cavs finals if it go if they get swept and only one game was, you know, as close as game three was. Like I just don't think that's good. I don't think it'll be the same. I don't, I really don't. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm trying to make myself feel better about how much this sucks. Uh, but I, I don't know. I don't think it'll continue that way if if there's not enormous changes within that team, you know, or like not enormous yeah. changes. But if you make one of those moves, there's got to be something that kind of reinvigorates the team, you know. That's all I can think of. But yeah, or reinvigorates the competition part of it. Yeah, I think but, I think we'll we'll reach a point where it's like what. Why? Why do I? Why, why am I watching this? I mean, with all those Heat teams, you—I mean, those there was doubt. There were people oh, that were picking the other teams. People, some people picked the Cavs, but I just think that that was like a a huge misunderstanding on their part on like what like the the balance of NBA talent on both teams. I just think it was just a huge miscalculation on on their part, uh, and I don't think that mistake will happen again. If you have yeah. a healthy Warriors team. That mistake won't happen again, and I think whenever whenever people tuned into ESPN and stuff like that, I think that some of that really drove the ratings because there was such a a long span between the conference finals and the finals, and people were building it up. And- oh, ESPN. Well, yeah, I have another whole other thing. Like, just sorry, I'm not trying to jump in, but I am, I guess. Uh, so ESPN, <laughs> ESPN is number one. They control a majority of sports information, right? ESPN does. They're also the people that are hosting all of the games. And so their money depends on their ability to advertise and use mm-hmm. propaganda. 
take this as normal. Yeah, it's the most anticipated finals ever because you've literally nonstop told me that. Well, even like the ringer who is like directly opposes ESPN, <laughs> like in a big way, mm-hmm. where the guys were building it up. They're like, this, this is. Uh, the more I think about it, I heard I heard this from a guy on the Ringer NBA show. The more I think about it, the more I think the Cavs really have a shot in this. I'm just like, man, you are really overthinking this. <laughs> this is not that hard. Um, but but they, that's exactly they built, they built it up. I mean, a lot of people built this up to be this. And the reason why I don't think the ratings will be as good is because I think that we'll be in the exact same place next year. We'll have a long yep. wait until the NBA finals, and everybody's going to be like, well, we all kind of know what's going to happen. Yeah. I'll just say before, I know we need to move on, but you know, I I think people like dominance and people like watching dominance, but there's also a large group of people that like an underdog that like, maybe there's a slight chance. Like maybe there's a 5% chance that the Cavs can pull something crazy out or like, and that's why last night I was more emotionally in that game than I've been in a basketball game since a thunder game, you know, since like the last thunder playoff game. And like, it's because you want I wanted so badly for the Cavs to like, oh my gosh, they might actually win this game. Like one game, not not that they might actually win this series, but it's so it's so crazy how dominant the Warriors are that one game that the Cavs could pull out is like incredible. And LeBron was playing out of this world and like Kyrie was making insane layups and like that's you know, that's what contributes to ratings as well is people that want to watch and see dominance fail and fall. Yeah, so, but that's so that's why I think that's why I think it, this was the year. Like, I don't think it'll be the same because if nothing changes, yeah, if nothing changes, that glimmer of hope, even that five percent thought that somebody could beat them, is gone. They swept the best team, right. the second best team in the NBA, pretty easily. You also just really want me to be wrong. Taylor does. Part, right? uh, like, yeah. there's a there's five percent of me that really wants emotionally you to be wrong. I think it's more no, than that. No, it's not. That's okay. It was. It wasn't just you personally, though. It's that. It's that idea. Like, I don't want the Warriors to be this good. You know what I mean? Like, I want the Cavs to be able to compete against the Warriors because I hate that Kevin Durant did that, and I hate that the Warriors did this. And like, I mm-hmm. want the Spurs. I want the idea of like, if Kawhi didn't get hurt in that first game, maybe they could have pushed the Warriors. Like, I I want that. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's that part of it too. So I think if the, if the Spurs get a Chris Paul, you know, if they can make a move and get Chris Paul, like I think all of a sudden this, that Western Conference Finals is a little more anticipated. But I don't know. I mean, I still still well, going to be probably a four or five game. Could be a five game series. It could get crazy, y'all. Well, <laughs> if they if they get if they get Chris Paul, then they'll just go out in the second round. Yeah, there's no, there's no way they're making the conference finals then. <laughs> let's, let's move on to our next question. This is from uh, Jared KW13. What do you make of Alex Abrinas saying he gained 20 pounds? Obviously, he's going to be an all-star next season, right? Yeah, so this comes – Eric Horn had an interview with him, and, and I guess over the course of the whole – from basically when the season started to now he's gained 30 pounds. And so he's what two ten or something like that. And I think, uh, <laughs> I think that right now that Alex Sabrinas is you, Andrew said it, or I don't know if it was Andrew or Taylor that said it on hey, Twitter. Today, but, huh? Oh, nothing. I was encouraging you. 
Well, I was just saying one one of the two of you on Twitter said something to the effect of uh, get ready for us to completely overhype Alex Sabrinas for the rest of the season. I think Alex Sabrinas is going to be great, man. And him getting big is enormous for this team. And for his biceps. And for his body at the beach. (laughs) And his luck with the ladies, maybe. He said he's just been lifting since the end of the season, basically. So he got that plasma injection in his knee. He's been able to heal properly. He can dunk again. He's doing great. And he's just been lifting. And so that's a really, it's a big deal for him because the, the knock on Abrinas is that he was way too skinny. And so he comes into the season, I mean, he, he was very, very thin, uh, but to be 211 pounds now, and if he can remain as athletic as he is, and if he can, uh, you know, at least be in the way on defense, and hit threes, and start to create a little bit. Like we're looking at probably not an all star. And I know that um, this that was a joke, but uh, you're looking at a twenty to thirty minute a night player. And I, th- yeah. I think if the Thunder can, I mean, I, I, that just takes away like Samaj. I'm I'm just hoping that he doesn't play at all this next season. But I mean, Abrinas, if you look at the amount of minutes that he averaged, he has averaged 15 minutes a game. The same amount that Samaj Christian averaged. Yeah. Like you just, like you can't, like he's got to take all those minutes from him and he's, he needs to play more and he can, if he's, if he's stronger, he can play more. So I'm, I'm really, I'm excited for him. He's playing with the Spanish national team instead of like staying and playing with summer league and staying in OKC. He's going, and doing that, which I would expect him to do probably for the rest of his career. But um, he's I, I'm, ex, I'm excited for him. I think that he's going to have a really, really big season. Yeah, and I think that the way that you can get Samaj to not play any minutes and then still have a backup point guard is to take Oladipo out early and then insert um, Abrinas right there mm-hmm. and then bring Oladipo in to, to relieve Russell Westbrook. And then you have Oladipo and Abrinas as well. And, and Abrinas can stay on the court with Russ because he has enough weight. And so there is a way to stagger enough to where you don't have to play another, you know, true point guard out of all your crappy point guards. So I don't know. It's cool. He looks great. I'm sure. Speaking of people that looks great, next question from Caleb underscore Jones underscore is talking about uh, Victor Oladipo. There's a pick. Let me find that. It's uh, some workout industry or, or corporation or something like that. DZ. Discovery and Zone. Discovering. Yeah. Discovery Zone. And, oh, no. D's nuts. Okay. <laughs> and Luke's gone. You just had to throw it in there, didn't you? I had to. Luke, D- you won't listen to this. D DBC fitness anyway, but there's remember, videos. Hold on. Do you guys remember DZ discovery zones? We're going oh, Oh yeah, man. I never went. I don't to think it. Jay remembers. Oh, I went. That was the song. That was the song. Okay. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I can jump, uh, swing, crawl or mountain climb. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> they had, um, they had all those like really creepy, like squeezy, squishy toys. I loved all those, man. Yeah. That, that place, that aisle in the middle that just had all the weirdo toys. Was the only Discovery Zone in Oklahoma, though, down by Crossroads Mall? No, there's one, no, there's in, one, there's in, one the in There's one in Quell Springs. Yep. And Anyways, no one cares about this. Back to Oladipo, sorry. So, I bet a lot of people cared about that. 
Yeah, some people were very excited to hear that song from me. Uh, so Victor Oladipo, I guess, has just been lifting a ton of weights and working out a ton at this place, and uh, he looks incredible, shredded. It Please. also looks like if you, if you find the picture on if you find the picture, it also looks kind of like he uh, also aged five years. <laughs> <laughs> he's, you think he's ro- getting roids, man? Doing some roids? I, I don't know. Hey, whatever can whatever, whatever it takes. elevate you over the Warriors. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the the Dion Waiters pictures. Remember how yeah. Dion said like, "Here's what he looked like with the Thunder. Here's what he looks like with the Heat," and and his interviews with Pat Riley before he signed his contract with the Heat, he talks about how he was going to be in like excellent shape. I don't remember what the wording was, but it was something like he was going to be in like the best shape he's ever been in his whole life. Uh, and it really took Dion to another level uh, that he wasn't in OKC or in Cleveland before that. And I'm I'm hopeful for Oladipo. I don't know that it's going to like change his game, but I think that. Uh, if he's in better shape and better physical shape, I think that he'll be able to do more with his athleticism. And I don't know that that will lead to him drawing fouls and doing all these things that we would like him to do. But I, I do think that that makes a, a big difference. If you're in impeccable shape like that, I think that that is only helpful for him and only going to make him a better basketball player. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 between the two of those, it makes me excited, man. Like, mm-hmm. and then, you know, we're not going to talk about it much, but this past week, Jeremy Grant posts that thing on Instagram. Uh, is yeah. it, what was it? A watch? What was it? I can't remember what I said. So like it's time or something. Right? Yeah. Just time kind of thing. Like the thunder just kind of getting primed and ready. And you know, what's funny about it is we always kind of just assume like, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one that does this, but we just assume that they're, not really putting in work and there's vacation, but it kind of feels and looks like they're constantly working out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just a little stopwatch is what it says. And it's a picture of him and Oladipo and Vic, uh, or in Russ. Well, and if you think about it, like the only time for them to gain weight is in the off season. The only time to gain muscle mass is in the off season because like during the season, you're just constantly running like you have practice or you have a game and like, there's no way you can eat enough to, to gain any weight and or to work on like your, your body. And so you got to work on your hot boy bods in the sum, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna go and put on weight in the weight room during the season. Like, you no, can't, you can't do that and then go play basketball the next day at a professional level. Yeah, but I, what I'm saying is, it just feel it kind of just feels like it's you know like they take the off season off. You don't have to do anything. But these guys are working out a ton. Yeah, not just saying lifting weights, but like. You know, one of the other videos Jeremy Grant has on the, his Instagram is him working on dribbling, which makes you a little bit sick to your stomach, Andrew. But, a little bit. It, you know, like if 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 that guy and we've talked about it's the summer of internal development, I get all of that. But it's kind of exciting to see and to remember how many steps every player that used to, you know, like the thing we always were excited about is, man, who's going to be better next year? And Serge yeah. took one year and he had this huge leap and. Russ had a year where he took a huge leap. All of those guys had another year where they made these huge leaps. And it's just like to doubt the fact that that can continue to be the culture of the Thunder, even because Kevin Durant's gone, like it's just ignorant on our own part. 
like all of these guys are going to come back one year better, you know, like just a little bit better at something, a little bigger, a little stronger, a little more mature. And I really pray that for Sabonis more than any of them probably because Sabonis can be such a big part of this team, mm-hmm. kind of like Chris Bosh. But uh, <laughs> Royce will literally never live that down, by the no. way. <laughs> never, ever. So, and don't, don't, anyway. don't let him either. I refuse, refuse. Anyway, that's all I got. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, I'm excited. Both those guys are going to come back. Uh, really beefy, real, oh. real beefy, real beefy, real beefy. Uh, this is from at Tim Kurtz. You guys seen any good shows lately? Hashtag off season. What are you? What are you guys watching? Oh, watch- House of House of Cards, man. Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. Oh, you guys are watching kids shows. You guys can't even watch adult shows, can We're you? We're watching some Daniel oh. Tig, man. I good. watch uh, the show. I'm, I watch the only show really I watch right now is Silicon Valley on the HBO. Can you say? The, can you say what? Can you say it again? Silicon Valley. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? Silicon Valley. Silicon, silicone. I mean, what the, why is that the thing that you're picking on? Like, I don't like know. I. No, I said silicone. Silicone. Uh, I don't know. I just really, I really think tiny things like that are hilarious. Yeah. And that Andrew thought it was funny enough to. Yeah. I know it really makes me feel good. Anyway, I, I'm hey, watching. I'm watching Hoose of Cairns. I wish there was some. I wish I was wrong. <laughs> oh man, That's good. I wish I was wrong. Sorry, Jay. I do I'm like sorry. you a lot. I, I thank you so much. I like you too. <laughs> hey, did you see? Uh, this is we're just talking Keep about going. whatever we want to. Did you see that Jawan Evans is uh, working out the Thunder? How excited were oh, you when you heard? Man, I was so pumped. Uh, still in her about your boy from Colorado. I would love for them to take one of those guys. We can talk a little draft if you guys want. We got a little bit of time. Let's do it. You're kind of a draft guru now, man. I love the draft. I know nothing about the draft really? this year. Take I know time. nothing about it. This year. I don't know why. Uh, I so know why. The Monday pod is a is a Sam deep Vecini. dive. Sam Vecini and I talked for like an almost an hour. Uh, uh, we, we talk about uh, a lot of guys, and he loves Juwan Evans. I'll just say that. But we we go into detail about it. But I think here's the deal. The Does Thunder, he tell you who he thinks Thunder should take? We we go we go all in on that. Yes. Oh uh, yeah, it's That's really a good. Little I don't you. want to give anything away, but um, I'm excited for this draft. I think the Thunder can find one or two guys in this draft that will be better than guys that were on the roster this past season. Uh, That's that, awesome. They'll be able to play immediately. Uh, I, th- I think really. Yes, I think that there are lots of players that will be better than Samaj already. Clearly. I think there are lots of guys think- that'll be that will be more ready to play than Singler. I think that, I mean the fact that the Thunder played Samaj Christian and Kyle Singler this year. The, those are probably two of the worst. They're probably bottom five, bottom ten NBA players. Mm. And the Thunder can find guys in this current draft that can come in and play and be better than them. Uh, it just won't. It? it won't be that hard. This- I'm assuming I'm trying not to waste anything, but I I just you set me up, man. Does he think the Thunder have a chance to move up? 
Uh, we we did not really talk about okay. how they would move up. We just talked Does about guys that they could take, guys that they would take if they did move up. See, oh my god! So yeah, I I think the Thunder can move up. I th- but I also think that if they stayed where they're at, I think they can get a really good player. Just none of the bigs, please. Yeah, and we we talked about a lot of those big men. The, the Thunder don't need any of them. Uh, but there's a so lot draft, of guys that are, that are good, though. Draft Express has us right now taking TJ Leaf. Yeah, that's uh, he. I'm not a fan of TJ Leaf. I think that he's a, I think that he's probably a little underrated because he can shoot. He's a much better athlete than people would give him credit for. Um, he he'll be an NBA player, but I don't think the Thunder need him. Um, mm-hmm. Any different than Sabonis? Uh, I mean, he he's a white power forward. He looks just like Sabonis to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's a better athlete than Sabonis, probably. Um, I don't think okay. he, he didn't have okay. quite as high of a ceiling as Sabonis does, though. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, good, good. But there's a lot. Of, right. There's a lot of second rounders that I like. Yeah, you and Han talked a lot about that too, about the Thunder selling or just paying cash for a couple of second rounders, and then if worst case scenario you get two or three of them, you put them on the D League team and figure out what they turn into. Yeah, I mean, I'm all in, all in. Yeah, I, I would. I think Derek White and Juwan Evans could come in and play today i think mm-hmm. i think uh shemi ojale can come in and play today oh my gosh i was gonna ask you if y'all talk you talked about my boys tonight yeah Shemi Ojale. uh jordan uh, bell we didn't talk a lot about him but jordan bell out of oregon um he's yeah, the, somebody he, mentioned him on the hand pod he's the dude who did not box out in the uh for oregon and the was it the title game you guys remember that who, no, it was the, the semifinals. Yeah, the semifinals. They got two consecutive uh, offensive rebounds. It was on Jordan Bell. But I think that he is going to be very good in the NBA. And he's like a second rounder. Uh, we talked about Frank Jackson. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of him. But uh, Josh Hart, I think, is good. Dylan Brooks, I think, has a chance to be an NBA player. There's just a lot of guys. There are a lot of guys. I even think like Frank Mason can step into the league today and be better a better backup than what Samaj was. So, uh, well, yeah. and is the only reason that he's that low because he's kind of short. He's small. Yeah, yeah, he's small. But you can, but this this whole this whole draft, I just I think there will be guys from obviously the lottery, but the guys that are picked twenty to. 50 i think they're gonna all have a chance to play i just think there's a lot of guys you know what's different about this draft and i'm just looking at it and looking at the second round is there's not as many euro guys as i'm used to seeing like there's not a lot of stash and or uh, draft and stash picks as i'm used to seeing especially in the second round a lot of them are just college dudes who are older you know like 20 21 22 it's a it's a really really weak Euro draft. I mean, you've got basically you have Nilakina at the top, um, and then you have uh, Kurex, who's at the end of the first round, who I'm not really enamored with. You got a couple bigs that are international, but uh, this is not a great international draft. And uh, Jean John, Jonathan John um, from France. Oh, you mean? Sh- 
You mean Sean John, P. Diddy's clothing brand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he was diagnosed with some kind of... Marking. Yeah, and he's... Just was reading that. He's pretty much not draftable at that point, which is really yep. not... It's really sad, really... If I'm not mistaken, it's the same thing that that, that uh, kid from Baylor... Baylor, I think that's right. Uh, oh, I can't remember his name. But he ended up getting cleared, and so he's he has the chance to get on a D-League roster, I thought, but... yeah. I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know that that was, that's not great. But there's there's a lot there's a lot of bigs. Like if the team wanted a big, like there's there are a lot of bigs there toward the end of the first so, round. So Andrew, since you're familiar with especially the guards in the draft, would you prefer Derek White or Jawan Evans? Both. He wants both of them. Bofa. <laughs> I think I prefer Derek White. Because he's older, no, he's bigger. He's six yeah. five. He's got a six seven wingspan, almost a six eight wingspan. Uh, he's just, he's just a super smart player. Like he knows how to play the game, and I th- he can play the one and the two. He can play next to Russ. He's an adequate defender. There's really nothing that he doesn't do well. Like he, he can he he blocks shots. He gets steals. He gets assists. He can shoot the ball. He shot. I think he shot forty percent this past year from three at Colorado. Like he, he do, did. Like he he can do everything. And that I like Jawan Evans. I think Jawan Evans is more of a point guard. He's much more of a point guard. Um, and I think that he could come in and play backup right away. But I don't think he can play next to Russell. Uh, mm-hmm. If the Thunder were afraid that Russell was going to leave, or they got some sort of indication he was going to leave, I'd take Jawan. Uh, yeah. But if Russ is going to stay, I think that Derek White's that's the guy. That's my guy. And I, a lot of people think, and I've asked several people that cover the draft if they would take Derek White at twenty-one, and they say they think that's a reach. I don't care. I don't care because I don't like anybody else that's around that spot, even if it's not as good, um, even if they're not as talented, uh, or even if he's not as talented as some of these other guys. I just think the fit uh, is so good, and I think he can play right away. Uh, either him or Ojale are, are, are the guys that I would take for fit right now with the Thunder. Um, mm. But I do like Jawan Evans a lot, and I would not be unhappy if they took him. I think that he... He would come in, and I think he could play right away and be a backup right away. Cool. Yeah, I like so, I like a lot of the other some other second rounders. I I hope the Thunder buy at least one second round pick, and then I think there is even going to be guys that fall completely out of the draft that I think will be guys that they could pick up and put in the D League, or even they could even make the fifteen man roster, or they could be. I don't know. I just think there's a ton of talent. I think like Nigel William Goss out of Gonzaga is a guy that is a point guard. If the Thunder don't get a point guard, let's say they draft Ojale, and then if they pick pick him up at the end, if he doesn't get drafted, I think he's a guy that could come in and play backup. I think that he's competent. I think a Kobe Simmons is a guy that could be developed in the D League. Uh, he was a like a five star recruit coming out of high school and. Uh, had a really awful year at Arizona, but he's got like he's got crazy athleticism, and uh, I think that he could come in and play. So, not not played with the Thunder. I think he'd come in and play with the Blue, but I think that maybe he could develop into an NBA player. So there's, there's no time. 
There's a lot of guys. I'm, talking, I'm just good. sitting here watching Derek White highlights. <clears throat> he's watching good, his draft express thing. Man, he's athletic. Big. He's big. Hey, big boy. He's yeah, a, I'm, I'm in on Derek White. And he spells his name like Derek Rose, so maybe he'll be like Derek Rose, his MVP year. All yeah. I know is like <laughs> the whole thing. Like, oh, <laughs> it's too high to draft him at 21. It's like, who gives a crap? Yeah. Just th- just draft who you think you want. That's how I feel, especially at 21. It's like, like it's, once you get out of the lottery, like, what do you really know? Yeah. About oh, yeah. I'm not drafting Derek White at 12. Right. No, yeah. I don't know. But at 21, who cares? What's the difference? Like $200,000 on a contract? Yeah. He's my I, I guess people think that you could maybe, you know, if somebody's super high on TJ Leaf and he's still there at 21, like, can you move back with the magic and, you know, get the 25 and still get the guy and then get a future second. It's like, who gives a crap? Just draft who you want. That's yeah. why we're GMs. Did y'all know we're not a GM? <laughs> God, I'll tell you what, I would love if the magic traded us and moved up to 21 and got another power forward. <laughs> hey, if you're the thunder and you can trade back and pick up another asset, you do it. If you can yeah. get, oh, get yeah, who you want, sure. if you can get who you want, if you know, they're going to be there, trade back, get white at, you know, 28, 28 with the Lakers or something like that, or 29 with the Spurs or whatever, and grab another asset, do it. Yeah, but I think everybody's hoping that the Thunder can find a way to move up and then buy a late first, early second, you know. If the Thunder can get up to 12, 13, you know, that kind of range, and then also purchase a 30 or 31. Because if you could go up and get an OG – and then purchase and get a Derek White or a Jawan oh. Evans. Like you killed that draft. That would be amazing. I don't. So think, it's probably. Gonna happen. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Sam Vecini, uh <laughs> Not a big fan of OG Ananobi. So just throwing that really? out there. Really. Really. Just, just listen in on Monday, Monday right. morning to find out why he, ru- he ruins me all. all I'm still health. really high on him. I, that's who I, if the thunder could get the 12th pick, that's who I would, that's still who I would draft. But, um, Sam Vecini gives the other side of it. Well, I'm excited to hear. Uh, let's see one more question. Then let's yeah. wrap it up. The Evan James disregarding future roster changes. What five man lineup do you see being the best in two years' time? Uh, Russ. Russ. Vic. Vic. Mm, Abrinas? No. Probably still Robertson. Mm-hmm. And then Grant. Grant, Okay. I don't know, or Domas. I mean, obviously, that's the two options. Mm-hmm. And then Steven. <laughs> you it's know like what? Not I, surprising to me. <clears throat> I would say Russ, Vic, Abrinas, Robertson at the four, and Adams at the center. That's like your best lineup. It doesn't have to be starting lineup, right? It's just your best in-game lineup? Uh, I don't know that he specifies. Okay. That's what I'll say. In two years? Uh, Russell, clearly. Abrinas, Robertson, Sabonis, Adams. Really? Oh. Yep. 
you're out on. I'm not out on Oladipo at all. I just think that you're super high on Alex. I think that Brinus is shooting is just so valuable. I just think that he is going to be one of the best shooters in the NBA. I just, I, 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 just I just think that that it's going to be overshadow. I mean, Vic does a lot, a lot of good things on the court. Um, but when you already have a high level defender in Robertson out there, I think that if you, you need to balance that with high level offense, and I think that. Abrinas is going to bring that more than what Vic can. And I also think that Sabonis is going to bring that too. I think he's going to move the ball. I think he's going to hit shots. I think he's going to be able to post up in certain situations. But I think that he'll be, he and Abrinas spacing the floor with Robertson cutting and Adams catching lobs and Adams potentially shooting too here in a couple of years. I think that it's a, I think it's a different team, and I think that those guys continue to develop, and that's that's what I think. I think I am I may be absurdly high on Abrinas, but I I think that he is going to be very very impactful to the Slender team moving forward. I think my issue isn't with Abrinas. My issue is with like Vic. Had, Vic was a really good catch and shoot player this year already, mm-hmm. and like if he can get his confidence like down with the thunder as a ball handler and going to the basket. Mm-hmm. I just feel like Robertson at the four, especially the way the league is going. Like if you can play Robertson at the four and then have Vic and Abrina spacing the floor and only have Adams, you know, being your only big, I just feel <laughs> like that's kind of the best option. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, I'm also a big believer in Sabonis, not to the yeah. level that Royce Young yeah. is, but um, I'm a I'm a believer. I think that he's going to be really good. I think he's gonna his passing will be really good for the Thunder. His shooting will. Uh, that's that's why I wouldn't do that. And I still think Robertson will be a top level defender. I th- if I were to move yeah. anybody out, it would be Robertson for like Oladipo because I think Oladipo mm-hmm. will become a smarter defender. Um, so it could be Russ, Abrinas, Vic, Sabonis, and Adams. But I just don't know how great they are on defense. But I think offens- yeah. offensively, I think that lineup would kill. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think I'm with you on kind of both of. Them. I like what both of y'all said actually. Thank I like you. The, I, I like the idea of having Robertson at the, Robertson at the four and then being able to play with Oladipo and Alex. Uh, anyway, yeah. What if you did um, Russ, Abrinas, Oladipo, McDermott, Adams? Ooh. McDermott has to McDermott. I don't know. I just don't trust that like McDermott can learn how to move better laterally. (laughs) Him playing playing the four is not something I have a lot of faith in. Why not? I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm just, it's, I'll be honest with you. Part of it is because I'm, it's hard for me to think of low post positions outside of what it used to be. Yeah. You know, just realistically, it's like when I look at it, I'm like, God, he's not a four. But I mean, you're right. Like, I know you and Ham compared him to uh, Ryan Anderson. Like, if he can be Ryan Anderson. Yeah, that's bad. But but I will say uh, on the other end of that, like Ryan Anderson is terrible defensively at the four. And like everyone knows that. And you yeah, accept that as a true. Yeah, so even worst case scenario, you know, Doug is is 
Well, Doug is a lot quicker than Ryan Anderson. Like, if you're talking about like closing out to other fours, yeah, like Ryan or um, Doug McDermott can do that a lot better than Ryan Anderson. I just am picturing Doug McDermott. Like for me, so thinking about old school, right? As I'm thinking of Doug McDermott trying to guard Zach Randolph, you know, and it's just a nightmare. Or even, or even new school. Like think about him guarding Kevin Durant or LeBron James. Yeah, like if you're if you're thinking about the best lineup and then you're kind of comparing them to the yeah. better teams, I mean, old or new, Doug at the four makes me nervous, and he's not even as big as Ryan Anderson. Sure, yeah, Ryan Anderson's still what six eleven or something. Yeah, he's six ten at least, something like well, that. Ryan Anderson was play off the court versus the Spurs. That's true. True. We're talking about. Yeah, I don't think that that's the best lineup. I was just, it's yeah, just a little, th- little thought experiment on. What the Thunder oh. can do to space the floor with what they currently have. Get yeah. out of here, Haberstro, with your thought experiments. Come on, Tom Haberstro. That's a Danny LaRue statement more than it is Tom Haberstro. Come on, Danny LaRue. Let's well, get out of here with that Danny LaRue. <laughs> I don't know who Danny is. It's good. I think I do. I don't want to tell you why I remember him. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. Here's, here's what's happened to me in the last couple of days. I feel oddly better about the thunder going forward it's wonderful i don't know why i kind of not like they're gonna work hard and they were already i think i think and i've said this before but i think they were closer to being better than they were to being worse this year yeah that makes sense yeah it um, makes sense i think you feel better because you're thinking about their bodies all day i just, just think about them bods man that helps some some bods <laughs> summer bods Hey, uh, thanks for listening to our show today. You can follow us on Twitter at Down to Dunk. You can listen to us on iTunes and all sorts of other places like you are currently. Leave us a five-star iTunes review if you've got some time. And I hope you guys have a great weekend. Dash Radio, check us out. Almighty Baller. DailyThunder.com. Peace out.